As patients live longer, they need their primary care doctors even more and for more complex problems. The result? Overwhelm for the internist and family practitioner. But there's hope and the possibility of primary practice nirvana here on Earth. You are listening to Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Peter Anderson, Clinical Assistant Professor of Family Medicine at the University of Virginia School of Medicine and in private practice in Newport News, Virginia. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Michael. We are talking about the team approach to family care. What are we doing here? We're going in as a team. Where an assistant will help the physician complete the patient visit. Traditionally, the, phys- the assistant or the MA would just take the vital signs and chief complaint and leave the patient in the room. Now, under team care, the assistant will take the complete history and document all that information, also document any other information the physician gathers and the physical exam, and the assistant will document the plan the physician develops. And lastly, the assistant will implement that plan while the physician goes on to the next room to see another patient. So you really truly are liberated then, aren't you? It's phenomenal. I did this change because I had to see more patients. I had to to improve our bottom line. I did not know how much more it would make me enjoy medicine because now I was truthfully totally free from wasting time getting information that was not beneficial to the patient nor to me. So I wasn't getting frustrated. I was spending my time doing only what I was trained to do that only I could do, that someone else could not do. So the the sense of pleasure went up exponentially. I think I'd somewhat gotten burned out in the end of 2000, 2001, because we were working so hard and we're only falling further behind, both financially and in workload and in patient satisfaction. Wait, I'm hearing some key words here. And at ReachMD XM, we're really dedicated to helping physicians have better lives and happier practice. I'm hearing pleasure. I'm hearing joy again back in medicine. State that again. I mean, it sounds like you're really happy to be practicing again. Well, I mean, that's that sort of surprised me, too. I wasn't expecting this. When I went into team care, it was a financial decision. But I would come home earlier. I would see more patients. I wasn't as tired at all, even though I'd seen more patients. And I actually didn't dread the day. Before, when I'd go in and see a full schedule of 25 to 28 patients, I would get a sense of pressure and how you can stay on time and how you're going to be able to do it. And now that pressure was gone. I did not dread the day. And when I came home, I had a a real sense of satisfaction that I hadn't wasted my time. One physician who's just started this, I called him last week to get his comment. He's only been doing this for a month, and he said it's so much more organized and efficient. that He said, I'd never go back to the old way. He said, I really do enjoy this. Now, the nurses, it's a little bit hard on them, but they're not under the time pressure a physician is, and they love working with patients. So their sense of satisfaction, my staff, has enjoyed this much more than I ever expected because now they're not spending their time on the telephone. They're actually interacting with patients. Well, right. I think nurses get burnt out because they're not allowed to do anything with patients. They're just supposed to be in the hospital charting for all the attorneys and bureaucrats. So you've got happy nurses, happy patients. How's your bottom line? Did it increase significantly? Well, it went up 
I started phasing in one assistant in 2003, and then 2004 we started phasing in a second assistant, so I had two assistants working with me. In 2005 was the first full year of having two assistants, and our bottom line in 2005 and 2006, went up $300,000 of collected revenue over what I did by myself under traditional care. I think in 2002, our our collected revenue was around $370,000. And then in 2006, our collected revenue was about $650,000. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Peter Anderson, a family practitioner who is happy again and takes the team approach to patient care. How does the billing work, Peter? Do you get to just bill for the regular office visit, or are there extra fees because there's a nurse involved that insurance pays, or is it just this, you're billing the same way everybody else is? I'm billing exactly the same way everyone else is. But you're just seeing more patients. That, we're seeing more patients. We've gone up from an average of maybe 24 to 28 a day to there are two assistants now, and we average 30 six to 40 patients a day. During the cough and cold season, we can see 44, 45 patients a day. That's pretty normal. But the big change that I really wasn't aware of is how our 213s are now all 214s. I'm probably, and these are legitimate 214s with the data and the problems the patient, data collected and the kind of problems the patients have. At least 50 to 60% of our patients are now 214s. Well, I didn't have that much time to collect and document that kind of information. So you're able to legally upcode. You've got happy nurses that are satisfied. You're able to pay them more. You're happy. Your bottom line is happy. Are the patients happy? The patients, I believe, are very thrilled. And I'll give you an example. One thing I've always wanted to do, because every year you'll have two or three people who have sudden death, and you had no idea that was going to happen. And the first thing you go to, to do is to check the chart to see if there's any indication of that. Now, every patient who walks in our office, over 50, gets asked about five questions about chest pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, and shortness of breath by the nurse. It's routine for every patient over 50. We had a patient who came in about a month ago to have a lesion on the scalp evaluated, and the nurse asked him, he was 62, if he's had any of these chest symptoms. He said, you know, I just went up, last two weeks I went up the stairs and I got this real dull ache in my chest. I'd forgotten about it. He ended up getting bypassed five days later, and he would have never brought that symptom up to us unless we asked him specifically. So the, the patients know that the quantity of information that we're getting now is much more than I did by myself. Is this because you've documented for the nurses what questions they need to ask? Right. Routine questions plus specific questions. There's a set of routine questions every patient gets asked about physical exam and chest symptoms, and then they'll get in specific questions depending upon the patient's complaint. But the patients never knew how much data the physician has to come to grips with. Now they see it. I have medical students, they, when they come to the office, it's a new system, so they're just not sure. Was this good or bad? And a couple months ago, a medical student was having a hard time really determining if he liked it or not, and we had a brand-new patient, and she was fairly complicated, a 70-year-old with multiple problems and multiple medications. And after the nurse presented the the history to me, she looked at me and said, wow, I have never heard it this good and this organized. And the medical student was just sold after he heard that patient comment. It was totally unsolicited. And that happens over and over again. The other thing that the patients love 
is the availability because we we go into every day now with 14 to 15 acute slots open for the same day of care. So I don't use another provider. I don't have to use an urgent care center or emergency room. We see 100% of the patients that call us today. We see them today if they want to come in. And the patients love that. They know they'll not get sent to the emergency room. And I, I like it because I'm involved. I'm not turning over my patient to another provider in any way. I see every patient that I'm responsible for. It's really delightful to me to hear a family practitioner who is just so happy again about practicing and not grumbling. <laughs> I love it. That's what I tell you the truth, Michael, that's what sold me. I wasn't trying to convince myself I liked it. I knew I liked it. I knew I was giving better care than I ever had my whole life, and I knew I could pay the bills now and I could keep quality staff. I knew my staff was enjoying it because they were involved with the patients, and the patients were happy. So that's why I just convinced this kind of mod- or system is time has come. Okay, is this just for general practice? We've had internists and pediatricians buy the book. I haven't gone to them. It's I don't think it's much different than what an internist does. But as soon as we get the revenue, I'll ask some pediatricians and internists to write a book specifically for internal medicine and pediatrics. But I think for primary care, it's just collecting the history is probably the most time-consuming and oftentimes the most frustrating part of the visit. One thing I wasn't expecting, I meet with our nurses once a week for about an hour, and we just review problems. We talk about situations. And they'd come in and they'd look at the schedule and say, oh, my gosh, look who's on today. Or, or so, oh, we've got to divide these patients up. Where I quit doing that, I no longer cared who I was seeing because now that sense of a difficult patient really slowing me down wasn't there. The nurses were very aware of it, but all of a sudden it had shifted from me to them. And they didn't mind it in a sense because they weren't under the time pressure. And I'll laugh about it, and they'll laugh about it, but it's an entirely different experience for a physician to have that kind of problem when he's got 20 more patients to see and he doesn't have much time left. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you ever have the experience where the nurse is taking the history, you walk into the physical, and the patient wants to tell a story all over again to you? That happens. The nurses have gotten very good at, at jumping in there and trying to redirect things so that, I'm spending my time doing medical issues and not going down a rabbit trail. They've gotten very good at that over these three years, and the patients do not mind it. So the key to this is training, it seems. Do you think this would work for certain specialty cares? I think so, because history is is probably the most important part of just about everything we do. So it's got to be taken, it's got to be complete, and it's got to be well documented. And all those things are time-consuming. Our office is paperless. We've been on the EMR and away from paper charts now for about five years. I made it my goal to never have to sit down at the monitor and input data. I have to sign the charts at the end of the day and review them, which is very quick. But I want somebody else to input the data so I don't have to. But every physician is trained to make medical decisions. He's not. doesn't want to spend his time writing and documenting facts that someone else can do for him. Exactly. Well, let's plug the book. It's called Liberating the Family Physician. People get it off of your website, correct? Correct. And the website is? www.familyteamcare.org. It's www, one word, familyteamcare.org. I love the fact that there's a money-back guarantee if material returned in excellent condition. It's the only time I've ever seen that. It's usually it has to be returned in unopened condition. I mean, 
basically they didn't even want to take my iPhone back unless it was like guaranteed to be sealed. But you guys will let people look at it even, right? And then I promise you, if a physician is not happy, I don't want their money. And it's worth. We expect it to increase their income anywhere from $50,000 to $100,000 per year. And increase patient quality. That's correct. Well, this is like heaven on earth, and I hope that this message gets to a lot of our family care and, and internist listeners because it, it just sounds great. And even if you just looked at it and implemented part of it, it would be great. If you just get assistant to help you part-time, you take a huge load off your shoulders. Yep, we're here to help create happier doctors and happier patients on this station. So, Peter, thanks for being my guest today and showing us how a team care approach can lead toward much happier patients and much happier physicians, and actually physicians making a living wage, a decent wage. So I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. The hosts, producers, and staff at ReachMD XM are here for you, the physicians who care for your patients. Tell us what you want and what you need. Send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and we truly thank you for listening.